Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am Sarah Jane Case and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends. Happy Friday. I hope your day is treating you well. You know, today... I'm doing an episode that, like, there's a a high key chance that we've done before. Here's what's happened. I've gotten this question called in twice to the podcast phone line, and I wrote an entire episode for this in February. I'm seeing it outlined in my notes, but I'm not seeing the podcast actually exist on the feed. So I think what I did is I wrote an entire podcast, forgot that I wrote it, and then recorded it, recorded a different episode, wrote two episodes for the same day, or I recorded it, published it, and somehow it's just not on the feed. So maybe I like, sometimes that can happen if I forget to put in like what season and episode number it is. It'll just kind of show up at the bottom of my 500 episode feed, which isn't supportive. So either way, we're going to do it again. If we've already done it before, I'm sorry if you've already heard this one. If I didn't, <laughs> I I remember it really well, but I think I, re- you know, it's hard to tell if I remember it because I wrote it or if I remember it because I recorded it. So uh, yeah, that's, we're just going to, we're going to take the chance. We're going to do it again. I think oftentimes, even if I did record it before, I think it's interesting to record things twice. Like sometimes if you like lose an episode, you have to record it again. And sometimes I'm like, ooh, new fun things came out. So we'll see if that happens here. Who's to know? Maybe it's never been recorded before. I I don't know. But I'm really excited to answer it because it's one of my favorite parts of my life, one of my favorite routines. So without further ado, today I'm answering one of your questions called into the podcast phone line. And as a reminder, you can call or text your creativity, personal growth, Enneagram, self-love questions into 828-338-9127. Let's hear from today's caller. Hey, Sarah Jane. This is Tammy. I was calling about your, to find out more about your weekly meeting with your husband. You've spoken about that several times, and um, I was just wanting to know your format or where you learned about it, how long it lasts, what do you talk about, do you do that at home, do you go to a coffee shop, Uh, what topics, do you have an agenda that you follow every week? 
um, just trying to, to learn more about it. And um, if you can direct me to some sources, that would be great. If you want to answer it on a Q&A, that would be wonderful, too. But um, really just curious about it. Thank you so much. I love what you're doing, and I'm so impressed with what you do with the Enneagram. So please keep doing it and um, keep that little seven spirit. I am a seven also. Keep that little seven spirit happy. All right, take care. Okay, so what they are referring to is our weekly meeting that we have, my husband and I, every single Sunday, and we talk through all the things. So we started doing this years ago, um, but we've really made it an active, like non-negotiable. We have this meeting. If we can't have it on Sunday for some reason, we make it happen on Monday. And the reason that we do that is because we have a few like things we were trying to solve. So the first one is that my husband is in school and he works and we have a kiddo. And so our schedule is a little crazy. Like, especially with his schoolwork, I never really know how busy he is with things that he has to do, like what, how many assignments he has, because week to week, it's very different. And so just talking through what's on your plate this week, what's on my plate this week, when are you working, what is my week, you know, what meetings do I have this week, really helps us to set realistic expectations for each other so that we can have more compassion. Well, I'll, I'll do this one step at a time. Problems we were trying to solve. My husband is in school, so I never really know how busy he is because every week is different. I am personally a responsibility absorber. Like if a task is unassigned, it belongs to me in my mind. Um, and my lovely husband has ADHD, so nothing is real except for what is in that moment for him. Like time, he's like got time blindness, right? So like things that are outside of that time and space, they don't exist. And so those two things paired together lead <laughs> me to, you know, I'm a, a way future oriented person. I am like mostly in the future. So I'm always thinking about like what needs to be done for me tomorrow. And so we have to really talk about it. We have to communicate or I'm going to just do way too much. And he's going to do what he sees right in front of him that feels the most relevant at the time, which sometimes that we can really leverage those skills if we're doing it on purpose. But that being said, the third thing we were trying to solve, you know, he's a four, I'm a seven. Neither of us really want to do the boring money tasks, but someone has to do it. And, um, and I'm insufficient alone. Like I was doing it alone forever because responsibility absorber and he would, um, you know, he could just like never, he's, his approach is like, well, if I just don't ever spend money, then I don't have to know about my money. <laughs> it's kind of his approach. So, um, and mine is like, if I just keep spending my money, then I can feel happy. <laughs> I don't have to think about my money. So we had to fix that. And in order to fix that, um, we decided to team up and do it together, you know, like leverage our skills. And then we needed a way to be in communication about our lives on a regular basis. What's on our mind? What are our stress levels like? Because we want to support each other. We want to be on a team together. So if we can communicate intentionally and effectively, then that's lovely. 
So why did we choose a weekly meeting to make this happen? First, you know, we actually first heard about this from the book Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. Um, we were, we've had three different marriage therapists in our relationship and um, they've all recommended that book to us, every single one of them. And it took the third one before we really caught on and, and bought the book and started reading it. And in it, he makes a lot of recommendations for points of connection. So when your partner comes home, having like a certain amount of time where you're like physically touching each other, like hugging each other or um, having like a weekly date night and then a weekly like check-in where you talk about like what's working, what's not working, how am I feeling, what's the temperature of the relationship sort of. So we kind of took it from that book. And if I remember correctly, you know, he yeah, he does. He recommends greeting each other when you come home, having a daily check-in, having a date night each week and a weekly logistics meeting. So that's kind of the points of connection he recommends. So for us, that's looked like morning coffee, although now we do our check-in in the evening because we both really thrive having our own, our mornings be our own. Um, so we made that adjustment. And I think that's something that's important to remember with all routines, whether they're just for ourselves or they're done with our partner, is try something. If it's not working, just adjust it, fix it. Like I found that doing morning coffee together, I started to feel um, antsy and rushed and like I wanted to move on to my own things because I'm so used to the morning being my time for me that it's it felt like time was being taken away from that and given to something else and it, and it made it feel like it wasn't its own special thing and so doing it in the evening there's nothing else for me to be like I don't have other things that I'm like really invested in doing at that time but maybe for you it would be the opposite you know or maybe lunch is a time you could have together depending on your lifestyle but all of that to say having some time where we check in that's when we check in and we don't do a lot of like typical date nights like we're more so into doing things together that we enjoy so tennis or right now we're reading the artist's way together and just having like hobbies that we share we try to you know I told Obi just to like ask me out on one date a month and that feels really good to me like being asked out on a date is is nice for me but honestly to me having like a fancy dinner feels like too much pressure like I don't know, like, I feel like I'd rather be having fun together than, like, formalizing time with my best friend. Like, that's not, for me, that's not as romantic as, like, enjoying our time together. But, um, yeah, so that, that's just personal preference, right? So that's what we do. <laughs> um, then we have, like, our weekly meeting. So, all of that to say, here's a play-by-play -play of what our weekly, our weekly meeting agenda looks like. We do ours every Sunday. We used to be more fluid about that. Like we would try to find, like okay, we would schedule our next meeting in the meeting we were having. So if we met on Sunday, but maybe next Sunday we couldn't meet, we would say, well, what day this week can we meet? But I've honestly found that like having it set on a specific day makes it more of a non-negotiable for us. It's just kind of like, okay, every Sunday we have this meeting and um, our week feels off if we don't have it. So that, just keep that in mind. Someone in this question, they also asked, right, if we do it at home, if we go to a coffee shop, 
we do it at home because a lot of what we talk about is money. And so I think for us, we probably wouldn't feel as comfortable talking about it with other people around. Um, but if you are comfortable with that, I think, yeah, do it at a coffee shop. That sounds so fun if that's something that you would both enjoy. But for us, I think we, we just tend to do it at home because we feel like some of it for us is a little bit private. And Asheville's insane on the weekends. So going out to a coffee shop on a Sunday is like hectic. Is cra- it's crazy. So weekly meeting agenda. Let's get into it. So the first thing we talk about are our work schedules for the week. So when does he work? His schedule is variable, so it can change. And then do I have any meetings that could take away time from us or make it where he needs to do dinner? So if I have a meeting that lasts until 6 p.m., I'll ask him to do dinner. Um, Typically, I go to the gym Monday, Wednesday, Friday evenings, like after I get off work. And so most weeks, that's when he would cook dinner. But let's say he has a really big assignment due on Tuesday and I have a weekly evening meeting on a Tuesday, then we're going to switch that up and I might move when I go to the gym to to fit the schedule. So that's what we kind of discuss there. We also talk about what, yeah, what schoolwork he has on his plate and if I have any major stressors. And, And the reason this is really helpful is because I can set my expectations according to what he has on his plate. So if I'm aware that he has two papers and he has to, you know, turn in another major portfolio assignment and he's working five days that week and we have the kiddo and I am like, it's going to be like, okay, I'm probably going to take on more of the household tasks that week. And if he's kind of distracted or stressed or unavailable, I know not to take it personally, right? Because I'm like, oh, he has a lot going on. And it's the same for me. So if I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be in a full launch mode this week, or I'm trying to double up the podcast I'm recording because I'm going out of town the week after, like I'll communicate that stuff so he just knows like, okay, Sarah Jane's gonna be way more focused on work than she is on like home life this week. And like, that's okay, we just can prepare for it. The second thing we talk about is who's cooking dinner when. We don't, we do HelloFresh or we do a meal, that meal prep service sometimes. So like, um, and sometimes we do both of those together. Like that, that helps us to really not have to decide like what we're having for dinner as much as who's cooking the dinner. So we have the dinner kind of laid out for us already with those two services, but who's cooking dinner is what we have to decide. And that's really based off of our schedules and um, really just based off of our schedules. That's pretty straightforward. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, the third thing we talk about is our grocery list. So is there anything that we need to get from the grocery store, anything we're out of that you noticed and I noticed? This is helpful because it puts us both in the seat 
of being the house manager, right? It isn't just like falling on one of us to keep track of like what we're out of. It it puts us in on the same team. And then the other thing is the in, in the same vein, it's like what chores are on our minds and who's going to do them. So for a long time, because I'm a responsibility absorber, I thought I was the only one who had chores on their mind, you know, and because it's not something that he's obsessed with, um, I thought he wasn't paying as close of attention. But really what happens is we we tend to notice different things. And because he's kind of ADHD, so he is in the present moment, he will just do it when he sees it. Whereas I will put it on my mental to-do list to do later. And so both of us kind of felt like we were doing a lot of invisible labor where the other person wasn't seeing how much we were putting in. And so now we just communicate what chores are on our minds. And then the next week we check in and we say, okay, here are the chores we said we were going to do last week. What did we get done? What did we not get done? And we... Typically, we might assign those tasks. We might just say, you know, who can get to it is totally fine. The other thing we do is we do a menu confirmation. So like I said, we do that meal prep service and then we do HelloFresh. And so we just confirm the menus for that week. So kind of how we do it right now is we have we get like two to three meals a week from HelloFresh at this point. And then we do the meal prep service to compensate. And so I can go, these are the meals I suggest we get from HelloFresh. These are the ones that I suggest we get from the service. And then we just agree on it and go from there. And then we do our bank account checks. So we go through every bank account that we have and we just say like, here's the balance on that. Here's here's what it looks like right now. Here are the bills that are coming out this week. And if we have credit cards, we talk about like, what are we paying toward what credit card or are, you know, which credit, what balance is on it so we can pay them off. And then we assign any money tasks. So for example, for a while, my health insurance wasn't coming out of our bank account for some reason. And so we assigned the tasks to me to figure out what's going on there and solve that problem. Or for a while, we had a lot of subscriptions that we weren't even using. And so we split up the subscriptions by where they were coming out. So we took all the subscriptions that were coming out of the bank account. I took all the subscriptions that were coming out of the credit card and we canceled the ones we weren't using that way. So that's kind of how we did that. And then we go through and we talk about our variable expenses. So for us, our main variable expense, meaning it changes month to month, is our grocery cost and our eating out cost. So we just talk about how much should we spend on groceries this week? How much should we spend eating out this week? Do those numbers feel good? (laughs) And right now with like grocery costs, they never feel good. I don't know, you know, we're working to lower it, but it's like really tricky. So we're just, yeah, constantly like, well, how could we lower the cost of groceries without lowering our like enjoyment of our food and and what we have at home or risking accidentally spending more money eating out than we used to because we, you know, in attempts to lower our grocery cost. So we're just kind of in constant conversations around that. And then one thing we also do is we, I add things to our agenda throughout the week if there's something that we have on our plate that we want to we want to do or we want to buy or we, we need to talk about. So um, like, for example, if we have a parent teacher conference coming up that week, we'll talk we'll go ahead and schedule it together. Or if we have 
um, or big purchase that we're wanting to make, we'll kind of talk it out then. So for example, we have spring break coming up for the kiddo. So this Sunday, a lot of what we'll talk about is spring break plans and how, like how much the hotel's gonna cost, if we're gonna use points to book it or, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And then the final thing we talk about is our individual artist dates. So we both really value our alone time. We both really value our creativity. We both rely on our creativity for our careers. And so having time to go out and fill our own artistic cup is incredibly important. And so we, in the meeting, talk about when are you going to get your artist date this week? What are you going to do? Um, and vice versa. And if you haven't read The Artist's Way, artist date is essentially like a one to two hour window where you put yourself in a position to be inspired. So you take yourself on a date to do something that pours back into you. So um, no one else is allowed to come. We try to do like a no social media rule or like a no phone rule for those two hours so that you really can be in the experience by yourself to, to be poured back into. So we schedule that as well. And then we talk about our long-term goals. So when do we want to set up you know, automatic savings to where it just pulls from our paychecks. When are we going to set up automatic automatic investments? Um, if we have things that we need, want to sell on Facebook Marketplace, we talk about that. You know, what are our quarterly goals financially? Long term things like how are we moving our ship forward? You know, if we want to buy a home or anything like that, what is our plan? So. Honestly, this sounds like a lot, but all of this usually takes about an hour or so. Um, we have coffee together and we just kind of go through it. So sometimes it takes longer if we have a lot to go through. And sometimes we don't have a ton of time and we just kind of hit the most important bits before work on Monday. So um, like if we miss our meeting on Sunday and we just kind of have to get in what we get in, we typically go, what bills are coming out this week? What's in our bank accounts? Where, you know, where are we going to disperse the money that, like, what what are we going to pay down? What are we going to save? And um, let that be enough. Who's cooking dinner? You know, we just kind of get a gist of the week. And for us, we started small with just talking through, the, like, what our schedules are like. And then we added on at dinner. And then we started getting serious about budgeting together. And so that's how it developed into what it is now. So if you are like, I really want to get my partner on board with this, maybe start small and just talk about your schedules or just talk about the money or just talk about who's cooking dinner when. And that way you're not building it out so big that it's overwhelming at first, but you can just get build the habit and then add things on over time. And I, and here's how it has benefited our marriage. So the main thing and the coolest thing is that it makes us a team. It's like us against the logistics instead of me versus him, right? Like if I feel like, oh, I've cooked dinner three nights in a row, that's really frustrating. Why aren't you taking initiative? And he's like, why wouldn't you just ask me to do it? You know, like those are such classic marriage conversations. But if we can just have the conversation ahead of time, I never have to, neither of us ever have to be in that position, right? We have agreed together who can cook when. We've agreed that these are the best nights that we can do it. And now we just follow the plan. 
it also makes us accountable, right? So if I say these are the chores that we need to do this week and then we check in next week and I've done eight of the 10 chores, then like that's not cool, right? And we have to talk about that and vice versa. Like um, we we now are like looking at it on paper and so it's like much more obvious when we are not pulling our weight. But also, right, it sets expectations, meaning that some weeks I will do eight out of the 10 chores because he has three papers to write, you know, and some weeks he'll do eight out of the 10 chores because I have, you know, 10 coaching client calls that week and I need the space to work. And that's totally okay. It's just like, it's not always going to be 50-50, right? But if we can set the expectations and we could communicate, then we're doing it consciously and with each other's consent versus kind of one person feeling taken advantage of or were um, both of you feeling taken advantage of at the same time. And we also both feel recognized for what we do, right? Because we're challenged to do our part and we're communicating about what we've done. And so we get to say, well, thank you for taking that on. You know, I appreciate you for showing up and doing this. It feels really gratifying. Um, and we both, we have opposite issues, right, in a relationship. Like, like I said, I'm a responsibility absorber. I don't tend to understand my limits until my limit has been crossed. I think this is very much an eight-wing thing where I just, like, push myself past the point of exhaustion and and almost like I enjoy it, you know? Like, it's like something about it's very satisfying to me. But he will remind me to, like, pull back my expectations for myself and to be realistic and to be gentle with myself. And then I help him to organize his week and really think through what he can actually get done in a certain amount of time, right? Like with ADHD, he'll be like, I can do all of those things on Sunday for in that one hour. And I can be like, that's unrealistic. <laughs> you know, like let's spread it out um, and really help him to prioritize tasks. And he can really help me to eliminate some tasks that feel really important to me, but probably are not. Okay, so if you're thinking of adding this in, I just want to share a few tips with you that have helped us a lot. Um, first, if your partner isn't on board or isn't enthusiastic to do this, I encourage you to read the book Fair Play together. Um, this book is basically like teaches you how to manage your home life in a way that's equitable. I've read the book. Obi and I haven't done the book together. Um, he was very enthusiastic to do this, so I didn't have to like sell him on it. But I do know that a lot of partners do have to sell their partner on it. So if that is you, Fair Play is the perfect tool to do that. And if they are not interested in reading that book with you, I encourage you to go to therapy because you do need, like at that point, like you need someone else to say, to hold space for you to be able to really give the truth about what you need and why it's not working. Second, I expressed to my husband that I didn't, I don't want to feel like this in my meeting, that like I'm dragging him to it. Um, I wanted him to be an equal host of the meeting who is bringing agenda items to the table and showing up present. And if not enthusiastic, at least engaged. That was really important to me because I am such an agenda person. I'm such a like planner that I wanted to know that like it wasn't my meeting that he was attending. It was our meeting that we were having together for our life. 
And then pick a time of day where you're both more likely to be able to show up engaged and enthusiastic. Sometimes, you know, we have to have our meeting at night after we've put the kiddo to bed and I am not it in that moment. Like he is dragging me to that meeting at that point because I am so tired. I'm so grumpy. Like that is the last time of the day where I want to be showing up and like talking about things I already don't want to be talking about, like money and logistics. But if we do it in the afternoon, I'm fully engaged, I'm fully aware, I'm fully present. And so as much as we can, we try to do it in the middle of the day. But often, you know, life is life, right? So when you can, try to do it when you are both at your your best and can really show up enthusiastically. And then decide what problems you want to solve first and start there and then add on more over time. So like we talked about, we've added in bits and pieces over time. We didn't just start doing this whole agenda every week out of nowhere. And so really decide like what's the most pressing issue for us in our in the running of our household that we could be collaborating on better and start just talking about that. And then maybe a month later, add in something else and a month later, add in something else. Don't try and do it all at once because that could risk you burning out on it or risk you kind of having an all or nothing mentality. Like, oh, if we can't do it perfectly, we might as well not do it at all. Because sometimes you're going to be, even when you build these habits, you're going to have weeks where you just like can't do it all. You can't talk about all of it thoroughly. And that's okay too. Like sometimes you just have to hit the highlights and get through the meeting and set yourselves up for like a 10% better week than you could would have had otherwise instead of kind of doing the whole the whole thing. And then be on the same team as much as you can. So really try to be us against the problems, not us against each other. And finally, we have a calendar where we write down our schedules and plans for the week. So that includes the chores that we intend to do, our grocery list and our schedules and who's cooking dinner what night. And we just kind of have that hanging in our kitchen and it shows us what's going on for the week. So I hope that was supportive. That's what it looks like for us. Uh, Thank you so much for asking such a fun question. And I hope that it's enjoyable for you. (laughs) Thank you for asking such a fun question. If you haven't already, you might want to check out the last Friday's episode, which was with Jackie Brewster, all about the Enneagram and marriage. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you Monday for the next one. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.